Alright. <laughs> uh what's going on guys? Welcome to the Strong Heart Show. And uh today it's just me. This is a solo cast. Hannah instructed me. She said, Vladdy, you should tell your story about how you got to be where you are today, specifically in terms of um, how I became a coach, uh, relationship coach, and my journey, you know, prior to that with relationships and so on. So here I am tell, telling you a little bit more about myself and how I got to be the person that I am today. So, yeah, this is uh, interesting to just be here by myself. Um, but I'm gonna I'm gonna just sit here and just enjoy this this moment over here. So it's really nice. So um, my name is Vladdy, and I am your host today here. <clears throat> Excuse me. So as I was sitting here trying to figure out, you know, how did I get to be where I am today in terms of my relationships and all my journey through. Um, cheating and on you know on my wife first and so on what where was the starting point of this and so as I'm sitting here thinking you know just a couple minutes ago I realized that it started started from home and so let me just kind of give you a little background I grew up in South America uh, born and raised in Caracas Venezuela and uh, moved here to the U.S. when I was 16. Um, through my experience in and growing up in Venezuela, um, I, I didn't really have that many girlfriends at the time. I had two girlfriends prior prior to moving. Um, one of them was a girl that I swam with, and then another one was my best friend who I also swam with, but that was a little different because she she was my best friend. And we stayed together until we even stayed together till after I moved to the U.S. I actually moved to the U.S. and we continued to date each other. We were four years um, apart in, in age. She was 19 and I was 15 when we dated, started dating. When I moved here, I was 16 and she was 20 and we dated until right around, um, you know, I was like right around 16, 17 almost. And... When I moved here to the U.S., we, like I said, we continued to date, and then eventually she actually came to visit here, and then we decided to break up because it just wasn't working for us. Um, the, the distance was a little too difficult. We were too far apart in age. It just wasn't suitable for a relationship that was going to be, you know, successful for for us. And you know, that was totally okay with that. Um, through that whole time, there was, I was extremely faithful there. I, I was not really looking around at any, any validation for any other girls here. I was definitely wanting some attention from the girls here in America for sure. And I had this idea that I am the Hispanic kid that moves to a small town and, you know, outside of Austin, Texas and Cedar park. And I would get a lot of attention. And uh, that didn't work out like that. I was not getting all the attention that I thought I was supposed to be get supposed to be getting. But that's okay with me. I I continued on, and I was extremely focused in my swimming career, and so I was you know all over that. And what I was 
trying to think about is like how do I how did I get to start to to lie because really the problem was not just about like cheating on my wife or any girlfriend that came after that it was really just like about lying and how I got very comfortable with myself telling not telling the truth and it really started in high school when i moved to the us i i feel like that that was the time when i really started to kind of get more into not telling the truth to my parents i i remember sneaking out of the house more often because i wanted to hang out with friends or girls late at night i remember i didn't have to go to swim practice the next morning or even if i did i just didn't really care at the time not in those moments and i would sneak out to go see people i would make whatever i was very resourceful in terms of my words and <clears throat> excuse me and i would um tell my parents you know anything and everything to try to get my way and that's how it all started i started to say anything and everything so that i could get my way and that played a huge role into what became my journey in my um marriage where i was also trying to get whatever i wanted and saying whatever i needed to say so that i could get my way and um yeah so it's to me right now it's not necessarily sad but it's definitely something that i didn't really think about the impact of those actions back then back then i thought i was just you know younger kid like just living life and you know parents didn't let him do whatever he wanted to do of course like no parent and so you know i would lie to get my way and little did i know that that kind of behavior would transfer to my adult self whenever i actually was committed to something major and i didn't want it to be like that i didn't like how my life was at the time and because of i didn't want the relationship that i had and i didn't like it i went outside of it and i was not truthful rather i went behind my wife's back and started talking to other people and specifically one girl what that was it it, it, it wasn't many people that i talked to it was just one person and it was really interesting how it happened i remember thinking back then and when i would look for attention outside of my relationship which happened many times after that that marriage but every time i would look for more at uh, attention and you know some validation and you know someone to tell me oh, you're cool or what not i remember i i knew i knew what i wanted like in the back of the back of my mind i was i would think like okay this is this is just going to be like a little flirting that i'm going to do but really i knew what what i actually really wanted i wanted to not be truthful and i wanted to go behind my partner's back whether it was my wife or girlfriends that came after and i wanted to create something i wanted to start a conversation in a side relationship a little 
you know, something fun so that I could get my fix and I could do whatever I wanted because that was really it. It's just me getting my own way rather than committing to, you know, the person that I was committed to. And so, yeah, that was, that was most of the journey. That's how it really started. It started with me not being okay with the way life was and doing and saying anything so that I could get my way. And some other part of that is I I simply really, really enjoyed the attention that I was getting. I was not okay with, with having only one person's attention and love. I was addicted to getting more attention from another partner. I was addicted to the the feeling that I got out of not being truthful. I loved that feeling of adventure and being mischievous and not telling the truth kind of felt kind of nice because I had created this this feeling already like in the past as a younger kid like I I got a thrill off of it uh, out of it. So as I got older, that feeling stayed and I I I was seeking that feeling in other areas of my life and whether it be at work or my relationship and so yeah I was I was chasing that feeling of like adventure and rather than me looking for adventure outside of my relationship in terms of like maybe adventure with my friends with my guy friends or adventure with um, my own partner, like creating more adventure with her, I went ahead and found the adventure in in the way that felt more familiar to me, which is by lying, by not telling the truth, and going outside of my relationship and finding someone to give me some adventure. And I masked it by saying that this person was a really good female friend, I then also reassured my partner, my my wife at the time, that she was just a, a girlfriend, like a friend that was a girl, and she was also like a client that I was like helping train and so on, like virtually, or like she was far away, so she she didn't live in Austin, so we would just see each other like every once in a while when she came to town, and so yeah that adventure just was was really great but obviously had a huge impact in me because at the time i was man every every time i would think to myself you know this is not no one's gonna find this out find this out it's just gonna be me and it's just the other girl that knows that's it no one else knows so it's all good i would literally tell myself all the time you know as long as no one knows I'm good because I can handle it. I would tell myself all the time, I can handle it. And I remember thinking the first time that this girl and I hooked up, it was, I was so, so nervous, man. I <laughs> I remember being on, I think my, at the time, my wife was still in town, but maybe she was working or something. And I think I was like, eating doing i was doing something and i remember being on my phone and that girl was in town with some friends like partying downtown in austin and i remember she texted me and we had already been like flirting but nothing had actually happened and i remember thinking to myself okay i think i'm gonna go meet this girl 
and I was so scared. I, I, and now thinking about it, like I should have listened to that, that feeling that I got. My body was all shaky and I was like so afraid to even do this. But I, you know, didn't listen to myself. I listened to, you know, my sexual desire to hook up with this girl who I thought it was super cool and fun. And again, that adventure was calling my name. And instead of me reaching out to a guy friend or even my wife, like, hey, I'm getting some some feelings right now. I don't want to do this. This is not right for me because I had never done that before. I, you know, I didn't really know the impact of it. And so I went ahead and drove downtown, parked my car somewhere there nearby the the Hilton downtown. That's on 4th Street. And she met me in the lobby and she's like, you want to come up? And I was like, yeah, sure. And, you know, we come up and this happened. You know, we hooked up with each other. We had sex with each other in her room there. And it was super fun for, for the short time that it lasted. And then I was like, okay, I got to go. I got to go back home to my wife. And, <clears throat> excuse me, and what a shitty feeling. Shitty feeling. I, I really felt really crappy. And I can't fully remember exactly how it felt when I got home um, in that moment. But I remember the fear that I had prior to that in- instance. And I know every time I would do this, I would just come home feeling um, it was really hard for me to, for me to look at my wife. It was very difficult. I, I had such a hard time just like talking to her, being open with her. The moment that I started even talking to this girl on text, and we were flirting and it was more than just a friendship. The moment that I really started to close off, I really did. I remember feeling so disconnected to like to her and even more so disconnected to myself and my purpose and my like just my desire for being better after she and I started hanging out so much more I a lot of my thing a lot of things in my life started to slowly um like just change in in a way that wasn't really positive for me i i remember thinking my fitness went down a little bit i was more distracted obviously my my marriage was not thriving (laughs) at all Um, and we were not really doing anything to to grow it either like i was not actively working on it like i work on my relationship now and man that aside from like obviously our communication the way i was feeling and all that that the other thing that was like very, very challenging for me, and obviously this affected her as well, my wife at the time, was our sex life. It was really crappy because every time I would think about having sex with my wife or I was having sex with my wife, I, I couldn't really be pressing with her. I was always thinking, I wasn't even just thinking about the other girl, really. I was thinking about what I had done that was like probably those moments right there, like our intimacy intimacy moments. Those were the ones where I could really tell and I was really present to the impact of my actions. And that lasted for a long time. I mean, I remember this went on for about a year and we traveled together, this other girl and I, um, we went to Denver together. I think we went to 
Um, we went to Dallas a couple times together. We obviously like I remember a couple times with my where my wife would leave town for you know family or something, and she would come into town and we would have a little staycation. And um, yeah, not a not the most um, honest experience for sure, but an experience that it taught me. And and honestly. W- it taught me a lot about like listening to myself a little bit more and what the impact of my actions would be to, you know, for me to not do that again, because I, I just didn't really like the way I was acting and the person I was becoming by, you know, opening that door and then fully letting that behavior out of me or in. And you know, looking back, I mean, obviously, I wouldn't trade it for you know for my for for anything at all. I think this is such a such a great journey that I put myself through. Obviously, it's not something I I would necessarily uh, repeat anymore. But looking back, I definitely have zero regrets because it's made me into the person that I am today. It allowed me to see um, how much this is like running all over the world in general and how I can support people that are going through the same experience. And now I, this is what I do for a living. This is how I support other men and women, you know, in, in their relationships. I, I give them their freedom and love and power where there was none because they are in shame. They are living in guilt. They are constantly opening the door for other people where they shouldn't be opening the door. And the, and, and the biggest thing that I, that I kind of, I think I realized like at some point too, and this is something that my relationship coach mentioned, her name is Annie and she's an unbelievable human being. She's, I don't think actually she's a human. I think this lady is like a angel fairy from, from the heavens, but (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> she um she basically said you know every time you flirt a little bit with a person every time you open the door you're not only telling you're not just telling yourself that it's okay to do that but it's also you're telling that other person that it's okay for them to hit on you and for them to approach you in this manner that perhaps they shouldn't be approaching you into and so you're i lose respect for myself when i open that door when i start a little flirt and that person also loses respect for me so the idea is that you know i don't lose respect for myself and that other people continue to respect me in my relationship and and i stand up for who i am in my life and in my relationship so that i can be an example and, and a leader and a good coach and, and a good a good man in the world that respects and loves and supports those around and lives in integrity with my own values. And so yeah, that's um that's some part of how I got here. And man, that's a, I haven't told that in a while, but yeah, that's uh I I, I definitely enjoyed that whole journey and you know i'm super grateful for it a lot of people look back at these types of experiences 
and they they feel really shitty about themselves and i mean i used to feel really shitty about myself until you know a couple of years back i started really doing a lot of like personal development work and talking to some people asking for help and it let me see that i am not those things i am not a a cheater or i'm not a liar I just lied and cheated, but I'm not those behaviors. I am simply just a person who took some actions and I can look back at them and learn from those actions and give myself a little grace because at the time I was doing what I knew was best for me, what I had with me in I was doing everything I could that I knew was the best for me with all the tools that I had in my power at that time. And had I known better, I would have done better. You know, had I known the impact of all that, I probably, I don't know, maybe I wouldn't have done it fully. I mean, with what I know now, I definitely wouldn't, you know, and I'm not going to look back and, and, and say, okay, I regret it. So I don't because man, it's got me, it's got me here. It got me to where I am today. And I am, so rather than looking back at that person at, you know, 2011 to 2013, Vladdy as like, you're such an idiot. Why would you act like that? Why would you behave like that? Did you, you should have known better. I'm not going to go in and make him wrong for who he was at that time. I was doing my best. He was doing his best. You know, I'm, I'm speaking about it like that, but <clears throat> I, you know, I was doing everything I, I could do at the time thinking that was the best thing I could do. And so rather than hating him, I'm going to love him because 2011 to 13, Vladdy also deserves love also deserves a little compassion, also deserves a little bit of grace. And he deserves to be heard and understood in how he acted back in the day so that I can move forward looking at myself as like with some grace and with some magnificence rather than looking at myself as like some bad person who doesn't deserve anything because I don't want to live like that. I don't want to live thinking that I don't deserve the life that I have today. Rather, I want to live like I deserve anything and everything that I want. And so, yeah, I definitely don't make myself wrong for it. And But I did. I did spend time, time making myself wrong and not thinking that I deserved anything that I was a dick, that I was an asshole, that I was, you know, a bad person. And yeah, I don't live like that anymore. And how did I get out of that? You know, how did I, how was I able to get to this point where I have so much love and compassion and just admiration for that person that I used to be? Well, you know, I received some help. I asked for help. My relationship coach let me see that I was not those actions. I was simply just a kid who was doing his best at the time. And I can I can forgive him and I can tell him, you know what, it's okay. 
it's okay that you did that and no no there's no need to shame you shame myself because i used to shame myself a lot for that behavior and uh, yeah now it's a constant like forgiveness practice and yeah it's sometimes it shows up in my mind where i think man that was that was crazy back then i don't really like wrong myself but every once in a while i think about it and i don't have to necessarily forgive myself but Every once in a while, when I think about it, I have to remind myself, yeah, man, that was, a, that was a journey that I put myself through. And I wouldn't be the man that I am today if it wasn't for that time. <clears throat> so later on in the next episode, maybe in a couple episodes, I'm going to tell you a little bit more about, you know, some other conversations I had and some other people that impacted my life. But I want to leave it here and I just want to encourage you, if you're listening to this, if you've been in that journey before, if you are in that journey right now, just know that you're not alone. You really are not. Like This is something that's very common in many of us, men and women, and it is okay that you are going through that. It is okay that you don't know what to do. It is okay that you've made some choices that have hurt some people and if you are all if you're still listening just know that you can you can stop you can let go of that and you can overcome all this with some help perhaps you can definitely do it yourself and that's fine i did a lot of this by myself but i also leaned in other people coaches friends mentors family I just opened up and the most vulnerable thing that you can do to become, you know, the more whole and complete human being that you are is to ask for help. And when you ask for help, other people will see your humanity and they'll, they'll see you as, as equal and as a person that needs some support. So if you need some support, reach out to me, reach out to some other friends that you may have and that are perhaps have gone through that journey and know that you don't have to do it by yourself. You can just, you know, ask someone for help and I'm here for you whenever you need me. Reach out through my social media at W-L-A-D-I-M-O-N-T-O-Y-A and, um, yeah, I'll also go ahead and link my website on here. So if you're looking for some support, I'm happy to support you. Happy to chat down and sit down and chat with you and see how I can I can be there for you because I know this is something that I something I didn't do. When I was going through all of that, I did not ask for help at all. I sat in my shame in a, in my disappointment every single day through that whole year that I was cheating on my wife all by myself. And it was very unfortunate that I was not asking for help. And some of my friends that I had at the time were so upset at the fact that I never opened up to them. Uh, that just, I just couldn't, you know, continue being my friends because they just, they were so feeling not trusted that I didn't trust them when you know, I expected them to trust me. And so, yeah, reach out whenever you need it to whoever's around you because those people 
those people are there to support you. So on that note, um, I hope you enjoyed this episode and you learned something. Maybe it helped you get out of a funk or um, have a little bit more perspective into what's going on in your life. And again, remember you're not alone in this journey, in any journey. And I hope you have an awesome day. And thank you for listening to this solo cast. This was this was kind of fun. 28 minutes of me sharing this whole story. It's cool. <laughs> have an awesome day and yeah.